Welcome back to the Worldview Minute. I'm Pastor Levi Seeker. We're going to spend the next five episodes unpacking the topic of work. Work is not something the Christian faith really spends a whole lot of time talking about, at least recently in the American church. And yet, it was the reformational redoing or, or rediscovering of the Christian vision of work that has changed the West and has built the prosperous society that you and I live in. And we need to think about this carefully, even though a lot of churches don't like to talk about work beyond uh, don't lie, cheat, and steal, and be a good worker, but don't work too hard. Um, those are generally what you hear in the Christian church. But the average person, according to one study, spends 93,000 hours of their life working. And that study was just examining occupational work. There's more work than just what we do at our jobs. There's work at home. There's work in school. There's there's yard work. I mean, this whole world is literally filled with what the Bible would, would call work or the cultural mandate. So work is an unavoidable reality in creation. And if we were to section off this part of our lives from the Christian faith, that would mean we would have a, a, a huge, significant portion of our lives, over 100,000 hours of our lives, where the Bible has nothing to say to that. And of course, that's not true. Right? We are trying to apply the Christian worldview into all of life, one minute at a time, and we are going to do that here today. And we're going to start by looking at some common distortions of this area of life. How do we distort the idea in the realm of life that is work? And humans tend to do this in two different ways with just about anything. Like everything God created, he declared good. And man takes the goodness of God's creation and does one of two things with it. He either, one, idolizes it, he lifts it up to a spot where it becomes that thing that he worships, or he vilifies it. He takes what God has said is good, and he says, actually, that's not good, it's evil. And we're going to see that here in seven ways seven common distortions of work in our society today. So let's dive into these. The first distortion is this, one, that you are your occupation. Now we did a whole set of videos and, and episodes on how we find our identity as Christians. We are image bearers, that is to be human is to be made in the image of God. And if you're a Christian, then you are being found in Christ. Like that's your primary identity. You are not primarily your occupation. When you meet someone, one of the first questions you will ask them is, well, what do you do? And someone will say, well, I'm an electrician, I'm a plumber, I'm a teacher, I'm a lawyer, I'm a pastor, whatever it is. And there's some truth to that. Your occupation is part of who you are, but it is not the core of who you are. What one does in the marketplace, assuming that what you're doing is righteous, um, is not the primary core of who you are as a person. And this means we shouldn't treat people who we view as having good occupations versus what we view as having low occupations differently based upon what their occupation is, because that's not the core of who a person is. Second, two, related to this, is we tend to find our primary meaning in life in work. This is a way that people can distort work, is that they say their primary um, purpose in life is whatever their job is. A desire for many young people is that their job would make a difference. This is not a wrong desire to have. And while we should want to have that positive impact in the world, um, this, is, this is a very slippery slope that can lead us to idolize work. That if my work doesn't have a prescribed meaning that I want it to have, then it isn't worthwhile. And then my life isn't worthwhile. But Solomon reminds us in the book of Ecclesiastes that this is dangerous. Uh, specifically in Ecclesiastes 2, 18 through 26, Solomon examines how you can't find ultimate meaning in your work. It is a chasing after the wind. It is like trying to grab the wind. It slips through your fingers. You cannot make the heart and driving, burning desire of your life work. 
It is not eternal. It is not lasting. A third, a third distortion we have of work is that we should only work, or we only do work, to play. As the popular saying goes, I'm working uh, for the weekend. I have to work. It's a necessary evil so that I can have money, so that I can take that money and I can spend it on the things I actually want to do, the things I actually um, enjoy. So we work for the weekend, and then work becomes an, an evil. In this way, work becomes actually really selfish of us. I work for me. I work to get the things I, I actually want to do. But work in and of itself has value beyond whatever you're paid for your work. Fourth, another way we distort work is that in our jobs, in our occupations, we will do whatever it takes to get ahead. We will lie, cheat, steal, defraud people as long as we are getting ahead. And this is really often driven by greed. Greed for fame, greed for power, or greed for money and possessions. That work becomes that avenue to get something else that I want, and I will do whatever it takes to get those things. And then we abuse fellow image bearers and, and defraud and harm others in pursuit of getting ahead. Fifth, uh, a fifth way we distort work is that we take the product of work, our riches, and we place all of our trust in our own riches. This is something that is very common. Uh, and this can be common for both rich people and poor people, that however your bank account is doing, however your portfolio is doing, that's where you find your security in life. But we are warned again and again in the Bible, especially in the Gospels, that this is a shifting sand to build your life upon. That all of that money and resources you have, you can't take it with you, and poof, it could be gone in this fallen world in a moment. We have to invest in something greater, primarily, than our own riches and our own wealth. Sixth, Another distortion, very common today, is that work is actually oppressive. This is built off of a Marxist understanding of the world, a rejection of capitalism, that many view work as something that is a straitjacket that prevents us from being our truest self. And if only those rich people would give and share their wealth, then the whole world would be better. And so work is viewed as oppressive to the self, and it forces us to conform to society. And this and this lie, this evil, drives the sins of slothfulness, dependency, greed, and demands that the government should give us whatever we want by taking it uh, from others. The redistribution of wealth. Wrong and wicked, according to the Bible. And seventh, and finally, we distort work when we say work just isn't worth it. My life is about me, about me having fun, about me discovering my truest self. And so we, we reject work. And in a society in which we have grown up, with so much wealth around us and a government that will really quickly step in to provide you with your needs if you're lazy and refuse to work. I'm not talking about people who can't work. I'm talking about people who re refuse to work. We can just say, well, work isn't worth it. I can live this style of life and do all these things for myself. And we raise a very lazy and selfish generation in this way. So what then is the Christian view of work? Well, we're going to unpack that over the next four or so episodes. And what we're going to see is that we have to understand light and our work in light of all of the biblical revelation, all the major movements of scripture, creation, fall, redemption, and recreation. God created work. It is a pre-fall thing. It is a good thing. It is not an evil thing. Yet, in the fall, God cursed the work of man. So work can also be frustrating. A lot of us don't like Mondays. Why is this? Because, well, God has frustrated the realm of work because of man's sin. In redemption, uh, we have this, this idea that 
we aren't saved by our works, including our jobs, but we are saved by free grace. And this actually empowers us to work better. And then in recreation, you don't go into the new heavens and the new earth or when the new heavens and the new earth come to this earth, when the world is remade, you are not just going to lay on a couch for all eternity and do nothing. You are going to experience the joy of work without any curse or any fall. You will have jobs to do and they will be all blessing, all wonder. And we will have, and we will reap a bounty far beyond anything we have done in this life. And we're going to dive into this more as we unpack this, this Christian view of work. But I encourage you to join us as we unpack this over the next several episodes. And I encourage you to like, comment, and share as we build the Christian worldview one minute at a time.